Hey everyone, it's me, Chris Joseph, your internet friend and co-host of this here podcast. I just wanted to take a brief moment here on the behalf of myself, Roger, and Siege to thank each and every one of you, our listeners, for supporting us and helping the Florida Man Murders really take off. And as a thank you, I wanted to let you know about a great giveaway we're having. So with just two episodes left to this, our first season, we're giving away two, that's two copies of Ghost Hunting Florida by Dave Lapham. It's a cool, spooky road guide for tracking down all kinds of haunted places throughout Florida, including bed and breakfasts and bridges, cemeteries, churches, dolls, forts, historic homes, hospitals, hotels, jails, lighthouses, schoolhouses, mansions, museums, restaurants, roads, saloons, stores, theaters, trees, gas stations, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, henhouse, outhouse, and doghouse in the area. It's actually a cool little book to add to your collection, or it really makes a great stocking stuffer. Now, all you need to do to be eligible to win a copy of Ghost Hunting Florida is to go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the Florida Man Murders podcast. And that's it. Just hit the five stars, then write something nice about me, or Roger, or Siege, or all three of us at the same time, or talk about your favorite episode, or whatever strikes your fancy. Then, once you've done that, now take a screenshot of that review and send it to us via DM on Instagram at Florida Man Murders Pod or on Twitter at FL Man Murders. That's Instagram at Florida Man Murders Pod or on Twitter at FL Man Murders. And that's it. We'll then throw everyone's name in a hat and draw out the two winners. We'll announce the winners on our final episode of the season in two weeks. So get on that. We'll be having way more giveaways like this in the future, so, you know, keep an eye out for that. Or an ear. Keep an ear out for that? Does that make sense? Whatever. You know what I mean. Anyway, that's it. Go ahead and do that now, and then come back and listen to this episode. Cool? Cool. Thanks. Bye! You're listening to The Florida Man Murders, a true crime comedy podcast about murder, madness, mayhem, and other shady shit that goes down in the Sunshine State. Each week, your hosts, Chris, Roger, and Siege, take you on a dark, twisted journey through the bowels of the most wretched fiends and nefarious events throughout the history of Florida, and then make inane, quote-unquote, funny observations about it all, like the half-soused nitwits that they are. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the crazy, if you dare. What do we got this week, Christopher? So we've had, let's see, we've had... A killer cop. We've had a killer teacher. Um, so this week, we have a killer clown. Oh no! <laughs> because uh, aren't they all those killers? things are related? <laughs> yeah, I was expecting like killer doctor, killer <laughs> ambulance driver, killer firefighter, no. killer, killer firefighter. No, it's killer clown. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Ron DeSantis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Dateline. May 26, 1990, Wellington, Florida. Wellington. Wellington. Sure. 1990. 1990. It's very Wellington year. Um, <laughs> for those of the folks out there who don't know, Wellington is... A horse farm. It, it is. It's one big horse camp it's an upscale area in the uh, palm beach county because you need to be rich to own horses uh this is where mar-a-lago is actually located what uh yeah right it's like stone throw from from trump's place um this is also a place where jfk used to golf when he was still with us Era. Uh, bill gates i think built a home in wellington um, 
Bruce Springsteen's daughters take equestrian lessons in Wellington. Wellington's like west of 441, though. Yeah? And where's Mar-a-Lago? <laughs> Mar-a-Lago's like on the water on Palm Beach Island. Okay. Well, I, I saw that it's... <laughs> it's That's a really long throw of a stone. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a horse kick throw. I guess, okay, that works. That works. Um, I thought you. I thought you meant like Bruce Springsteen isn't allowed west of I seventy five. No, no, no. Bruce, Bruce stays east. Bruce oh, okay. stays east. <laughs> yeah. I love that Bruce Springsteen's daughters take equestrian lessons in fucking Wellington. Like, yeah. Write a anywhere. song about that. And my daughter was on the horse in Wellington. <laughs> The and white I, fences of Wellington. <laughs> well, I took my little girl to Wellington. Just a yeah. just a preamble to your story. Bought her yeah. a horse for a million and one. That's too <laughs> much. But thing is, with Bruce, like, and I, I'm not a fan. Like, whatever, he's fine. But like, he's he's more blue collar lyrics. So like, this is complete anti Bruce. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Course. Like an equestrian. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm pretty, I, I I'm saw pretty that factoid. Sure he went like, to like Jesus. an art school too. He didn't. He he wasn't a factory kid. He just likes to sing about the factory. Yeah, yeah. So my father came home with his <laughs> sleeves rolled up, yeah. face full of soot. No, he didn't. Yeah, fucking liar. Yeah, he's a liar. He's probably oh, advertising. Oh, little rich horsey girl. <laughs> um. Well, anyway. <laughs> Whatever the fuck Wellington is, um, <laughs> this is where all this shit went down. Uh, it was a cloudy morning on May 26, 1990 in Wellington, Florida. Uh, specifically of this area we're talking about is a place called the Arrow Club. Um, according to their website, the Arrow Club is a private aeronautical community. Aeronautical. Yeah. So planes? Yes. It has its own landing strip and taxiways that lead to each of the houses. So That's residents can enjoy the luxury of flying right to their doorstep. There's yeah. no money there at all. It's <laughs> just a dude <laughs> in a fucking helicopter, goes They're to like, work, comes back. Enjoy your golf carts. Go your around your little fucking community. We got we fly in on Cessnas to go home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They have their own fucking strip to each house. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. The Aero Club. So, uh, a woman named Marlene Warren was in her Wellington Aero Club home, uh, located on Takeoff Place. Um, <laughs> Takeoff place. It's right next to the landing strip. <laughs> They're very creative with their street names. Mm. Um, so she was home. Marlene Warren was home with her 21-year-old son, Joey. And some of Joey's friends were in the house, too. They are all having breakfast together. Uh, meanwhile, Marlene's husband, Mike, was at work at his car dealership, Bargain Motors. A white Chrysler LeBaron pulled into the circular driveway of the Warren home. It's a LeBaron. <laughs> it's, a, it's a John Voight's car. A person, <laughs> a person got out, and the person was a clown, complete with a bulbous red nose, an orange-red wig, and a painted white face. The clown was carrying a bunch of foil balloons and white carnations. One of the balloons had, you're the greatest, written on it. Aw. The... <laughs> Aw. Um, I don't know why that, that tickled me. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the clown casually walked up to the door and knocked, and Marlene opened the door. How sweet, she said, as she reacted to seeing a clown with balloons and flowers at her door. The clown said nothing. The clown slowly raised a handgun and, without saying a word, shot Marlene in the face. Fuck. 
Dude, I'm not sleeping tonight already. <laughs> this this is this why is I over. don't trust clowns, man. See, this may have happened in 1990, but I swear I thought this was happening well before that. Dude, Damn. what a weird fucking, like, completely uh, Kubrick-esque <laughs> weird thing this is. Uh, wide screen, wide shot. Yeah. The yeah. clown. In um, darkness, the shadowed <laughs> clown. Slowly raising, smiling. Yeah. The, he lets go of the balloons, they fly away. <laughs> so uh Marlene shot in the face, slumped to the ground. The clown turned and calmly walked back to the parked LeBaron. The clown drove away, disappearing into the mid afternoon day. Marlene was man. This is daylight. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was oh, it was daylight. Yeah, yeah. it was in the morning, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Marlene was rushed to Palms West Hospital, uh, where she would die from her wounds two days later. She was forty years old. Dang, what a fighter, yo. Uh, yeah, shot in the face and lasted a while. Um, said Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office spokesman Bob Farrell at the time, quote. This is the strangest thing I've seen in all my 19 years. <laughs> Listen, you know what? Not to, not to derail him thinking that this was strange, but come on, dude. This is Florida and the stuff that we've already talked about. <laughs> uh, yeah. If he had said any other sentence other than that first, it would have been just like very questionable. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> no, it happens every day. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. This is the strangest thing I've seen. Quiet, he was a very quiet clown, nice <laughs> family clown. Always <laughs> say good morning. Not gonna lie to you, folks. That's the most fucked up thing. <laughs> I thought nothing about it. This clown was out there jogging every day, walking a dog. Never left a pile in the front yard. Uh, Always yeah. waved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the strangest thing I've seen in all my 19 years in law enforcement. As she went to take the flowers and balloons, the clown shot her. That was his quote. Um, For months and years following the murder, many Wellington residents had become terrified that they would be next. That a clown would just show up to their door and shoot them in the face. (laughs) Said one resident, quote, if I saw a clown through my drapes, I wouldn't open my door no way. Well, good for you, fucking Captain Hindsight. It's an actual quote uh, that I found on the internet. According to a report, clown sightings in the area at the time of Marlene's slaying were very high. Uh, The report includes the names and contact information related for roughly 40 credible clown sightings, leads, uh, from around the time of the murder. So I think people just started seeing clowns after they heard the story. Not and, started, and also like the cops. real uh, downtime recession for clown performers <laughs> in the area. Yeah. Like no birthday parties. Yeah, like, not getting, one clown not fucked ringing. everything up for all the other clowns. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally about to say, way to fucking tank an entire clown economy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. People just started seeing clowns in their mailboxes and just like calling the cops left and right. Wow. Um, 40 credible Sweet. clown sightings, which means there were actual clowns in the area that were like normal innocent clowns. There, there were incredible clown sightings or, or credible, uncredible clowns. Right. So that meant that there were literal clowns just being clowns. Credible, corroborated <laughs> yeah, clowns. Like, yeah, and it was put in a report and everything. It's That's wild. Wellington's a wild place, man. There's so many clowns. I'll tell you Wellington. what. Um... <laughs> So Wellington would live in fear of a killer clown wandering their neighborhoods. So, uh, yeah, so Mike and Marlene Warren, Marlene's the woman who was shot, um, they grew up in Michigan uh, where they met and were married. A couple of years after getting married, they moved down to Florida and they amassed $1.1 million in assets from businesses they had started throughout South Florida. Uh, They owned some land with apartment buildings and a car dealership, Bargain Motors. The property and dealership were under Marlene's name, 
while Mike ran all of the businesses. He ran everything while she remained a housewife and raising their son, Joey. She also managed some of the apartment buildings in the poorer parts of Palm Beach. Slumlords. <laughs> um, they eventually made enough money to move into their large home in Wellington to raise their family. Although things were not ideal. Um, Mike and Marlene's son, Joey, had gotten into trouble with the law when he and a group of his friends jumped, beat, and stabbed another man in his own home. Huh. Uh, police arrested Joey and charged him with attempted second-degree murder. And the judge sentenced Joey to six months house arrest, which was pretty light for a crime uh, like the one he committed. And Mike credited his son's lawyer with getting Joey's sentence to be a light one. Yeah, man, that's like a that's a B and E and yeah. fucking assault and shit. fucking stabbed a dude, <laughs> attempted murder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. rich kids, man, rich Wellington uh, kids. Yeah. Uh, so months after Joey's arrest, Mike Warren went back to work at Bargain Motors, and uh, one day Mike's repo man showed up to Bargain Motors to get a work order for unpaid cars to get repossessed. The repo man was a man named Richard Keene. He was a member of a white supremacist group. <laughs> All right, here we go. We've arrived. Yep. Drink. <laughs> Every fucking episode. Yeah. Uh, I bet was... you're trying to look for different stuff. Just Just another white supremacist. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, right. He had also done time. Uh, in jail for getting into a shootout with cops during a drug bust several years before that. <laughs> uh, this, guy, this guy sounds awesome. Yeah, he's crammy. Like, he's he's like, a little crammy. Just <laughs> <laughs> more racist. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, sorry, don't mean to... Yeah, I mean, Cram worked with a black guy and they were, they were partners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I would never He disparage. gave a black guy his gun. And Cram, then, Cram's awesome. Cram just... Cram, Cram's a hero. Um... So Richard, the white supremacist repo man, brought along his wife, Sheila, with him to Bargain Motors that day. Uh, Sheila was young, attractive, and described as being very spirited. And soon... So horny. <laughs> perhaps. Uh, Sheila was a whore. Soon, Sheila would be working for Mike as the repo man woman person, along with <laughs> her husband, Richard, the racist. Uh, now, Richard and Sheila's methods in repossessing cars were a bit unorthodox, if not shady. One example, um, one night, Sheila walked into a bar and began to make eyes at a patron in the bar until he moved across the bar and started talking with her. The man brought her a few drinks, and the two seemed to hit it off. Soon, Sheila asked the man to take her to his place. He did. At his place... Sheila sat on the bed while he undressed. And right before they started to fuck, <laughs> Sheila pulled a gun on the man while he was standing there naked. Sheila with gun... With a boner. With a boner. They both had guns. That's, that's, an, that's an important detail. We need to know, was he full on or was he like flat? Well, I guess you have to fill in the blanks there. Um... <laughs> Let's read between the lines. Wow, so, some research you are. I know, some I research failed. You do. I think CJ's like horny as fuck right now. What? She's naked. She's my foot. So uh, Sheila, with a gun pointed at a naked man, then called her husband and their boss, Mike, so that the two men could drive over and repossess the guy's car while the guy was held naked at gunpoint by Sheila. So that's Wait. one way they were able to repossess cars. My parents had a car repossessed when I was younger. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I have a couple questions. <laughs> like, is that what happened to them? And that's how the car got repossessed? Or is that not the only way to get your car repossessed is by being naked and someone's pointing a gun at you? They can take it in the middle of the night. They just put on a tow truck. It's gone. Yeah, you just come get it. <laughs> have to go through this trouble. Yeah, getting me naked, all. thinking yeah. I'm gonna get laid. I missed that episode of South Beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So uh, Mike Warren had a passion for horse racing, 
Uh, people in Wellington love their fucking horses, man. Horses and planes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he loved going to the races and even owned a couple of horses, of course. Um, one day, he, he and a friend went to Gulfstream Park, and they invited Richard and Sheila to come along. Richard, apparently not a fan of horse racing, uh, declined the invitation. Fuck them horses. <laughs> uh, but Sheila accepted the invitation. And on the way to Gulfstream, Mike and Sheila had sex in the backseat as the friend drove. Yeah, so uh, Mike and Sheila are banging uh, in the backseat of the car while the, hey, other he's guy driving, drives. And the other guy's driving. Huh? Yeah, like the, the third, the third person, unnamed mm-hmm. person, which is weird. But yeah, we'll call him Chuck. Uh, <laughs> um, Chuck works. Uh, so a couple of months later. Uh, on the faithful day of May of 1990, you know, Mike got up and left his house to take a day at the races. He had left his wife Marlene at home with their son, Joey, and some of Joey's friends. And on his way to the races, he stopped by Bargain Motors to do some work and wait on his friends to come pick him up to go to Calder. Later that morning, as I mentioned, the killer clown showed up at their home. The clown fired the shot into Marlene's face. The clown ambled towards the waiting car, stopping once to look back at Joey. Then the clown got in the Chrysler LeBaron and drove off. Joey and his friends tried to chase the clown down. Clown down. <laughs> Read that again. Joey and his friends tried to chase the clown down in their car. That sounds like a Bruce Springsteen lyric. Chasing the clown down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the clown, uh, of course, got away. Uh, they were able to tell the police that the LeBaron was a white LeBaron and that it had no license plate. plate. And Joey was able to... Smart move by the clown. <laughs> yeah. And Joey told the cops that the clown's eyes were brown. That's all he can get. His nose is red. <laughs> His hair orange. <laughs> it was bulbous. <laughs> big shoes, big red shoes. <laughs> Yellow floppy chiffon yeah. around his Big neck. buttons going down, up and down. Like fluffy buttons. <laughs> Looks like he's wearing my dad's pajamas. <laughs> his nose went auga, auga when he pressed it. Um, meanwhile, Mike. Mike was at his office getting ready to head out to the races. Joey called him and told him what had just happened. So Mike immediately went, like, clamped with his plans, went to the hospital. At the hospital, police questioned Mike about what he might know about the shooting. And Mike told him, quote, I have no idea. (laughs) Do this to my wife. Matt, early contenders, Chuck. I'm thinking Chuck <laughs> somehow. That's the twist. Um, Mike then suggested that it may have been a, a grudge shooting by a tenant who had been living in one of Marlene's apartments in the, quote, rough part of town. Uh, he's, just, he's insinuating a black dude. Yeah. Well, these guys are just shot his feasting wife. off, you know, the less fortunate oh yeah they got their bargain Mm -hmm. car dealership fucking (laughs) yeah you know slum lords repoing cars yeah yeah (laughs) it's probably in 1985 that somebody had you know 30 percent financing on and it's not (laughs) so hot um well they the cops did ask him about the chrysler lebaron but he said he didn't know anyone who owned a lebaron and that his dealership bargain motors only sold Chevys. However, one business that existed a block or two away from Bargain Motors was a place called Payless Rent-A-Car. A couple of weeks before the murder, a couple rented, a, a man and a woman rented a, a white Chrysler LeBaron from Payless. And then when they were done with the car and they returned it, they returned it to the wrong lot because they lot they mistakenly returned it to use the tagline pay less in their <laughs> signs and advertisements. 
Oh my this god. This whole area, um, fuck that whole area. <laughs> well, the the <laughs> lot that used that tag, pay less, quote, pay less, was Bargain Motors. Ah. It turns out oh, a couple of months before, or actually a year before, the actual Payless place had successfully sued Bargain for use, continuing to use that tag. Ah, okay, okay. So investigators, uh, they, you know, they, they found the, the car. Actually, they found the bullet, sorry, uh, outside the house. The bullet that killed Marlene. And they discovered that it had been shot from a thirty-eight caliber pistol. They matched it to a type of thirty-eight Remington handgun. And the thing about the Remington thirty-eight is that it's a rare model, unlike more common Colt or like Smith and Wessons. So Richard Keen, the white supremacist repo man, husband of Sheila's, um, was interviewed, and he told cops that Sheila owned an obscure Remington gun. And that she had lost it. And he told police that she had called him a month before Marlene's murder, asking him if he had seen the gun. Mm. The day before Marlene's funeral, a Winn-Dixie employee spotted a car in the parking lot of the supermarket that had been left there overnight. And she reported it to the cops. The car was the missing white Chrysler LeBaron. During their search of the car, cops found fibers of the clown's orange wig. They also discovered strands of brown hair in the car. Knowing that Sheila had brown hair, cops paid her a visit. Uh, But she told them that she had been busy repoing cars on the day of Marlene's murder. So that was her alibi. Um, uh, Meanwhile, immediately following Marlene's death, the Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company paid out the claim on Marlene's life to the sole beneficiary, one Mike Warren. Here we go. (laughs) Uh, The amount of the claim came to $53,357.37. Damn, man. Yeah, that's it. That's horrible. (laughs) That is it, yeah. That's how I'm going to stuff you in a shoebox and throw you in the river. (laughs) Um, Marlene's father told reporters, quote, I told Mike, I says, Mike, I don't think that you've done it, but I know pretty damn well that you know more about it than you're letting out. And he says, honest, honest, Bill. He says, I don't know. And then we changed the subject. (laughs) This is fucking great (laughs) quotes. I don't know. And then we changed the subject. Yeah, way to press him, Bill. (laughs) that was it yeah that was it all right want to go to calder want to get want to get fucking loaded (laughs) at calder and waste all our money where's chuck yeah where's chuck we'll never speak of this again (laughs) she'll get over it um (laughs) so months after marlene's death and with the case dragging sheila divorced richard the white supremacist oh uh and she and she and Mike started dating. Seven months after burying his wife, Mike and Sheila went on a vacation in the Bahamas. That that backseat pussy must have been <laughs> something some next else, level man. shit, man. <laughs> Nothing like fucking on the floor of a van. Yeah. <laughs> on the way to the horse track. Um, uh, best days of my life. That was like high school. <laughs> So on this vacation in the Bahamas, uh, another couple had noticed Mike and Sheila almost right away because Sheila had been acting kind of weird and awkward the entire time uh, during the dinner in the hotel restaurant. And Mike was loudly bragging to this couple and anyone else with an earshot about the posh hotel room that they had and about the stupid amounts of money he was dropping in the hotel's casino. My wife just died. I'm going to get rich. Um, Classy, classy couple there. Classy is indeed. Um, now, remember when Joey was arrested for stabbing a dude? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then he was laughing off easy. Um, well, according to that kid's lawyer, Mike had approached the lawyer during a recess in the trial and asked him privately, out of the blue, 
What would happen to a wife's estate if her husband killed her? The lawyer told Mike that if the husband had gotten another person to do the murder with nothing to connect the husband, he can get away with it. <laughs> oh, wait, there's more. Legal advice. There's, but there's more to this legal Dude, advice. Wellington is fucking weird. One way to get away with the murder, the lawyer said, is to wear a disguise so that the killer cannot be recognized. Something like maybe a clown suit. No way. What? Are you shitting no me? way. The lawyer, <laughs> the lawyer basically gave him the suggestion of how to fucking he, murder he, his own wife. He just laid out the whole plan in one like little conversation. Like a clown suit. Like, here, let's not <laughs> yeah. go any further than that. He said it has to be a clown suit. He was very specific. <laughs> yeah. I'm just spitballing here. A clown yeah. suit. <laughs> it's just Jesus. He specifically right. said clown. It can't be a mermaid. It can't be a cowboy. Nope. It has to be clown. Can't yeah. be Batman. It's got to be yeah, a clown. Yeah. Got to be a clown. I mean, <laughs> just off the cuff. <laughs> if you were off the record, if right? You yeah. Were to do this. Uh, not an orangutan costume. <laughs> uh, not a banana. Uh, Those inflatable T-Rex not, uh, suits. Luigi from Mario and Luigi. Like, uh, you don't want to be the Fonz from Happy Days. That's, <laughs> scratch that idea. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, thanks to that lawyer. <clears throat> uh, you don't want to be um, <laughs> the, the the monster from uh, from Monster Squad. You don't want to be uh, the, the fish man. You don't want to be the fish Wolf man, the amphib- amphibious nars. fish man. Fish man. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, you don't want to be Oliver Wendell Holmes either. <laughs> um, just for the record, be an astronaut. stick to the clown. You don't want to be Abe Lincoln. I know it's the hat's funny and all. <laughs> never suspect you don't want to be Abe Lincoln. Obscures your face. <laughs> want to be a clown, goddammit. <laughs> Write this down, a clown. <laughs> um, so uh, Palm Beach cops followed a lead to a costume shop in Wellington. And according to the shop owner, the evening before Marlene's murder, a persistent customer arrived for the shop around closing. I need a clown! <laughs> exactly. The shop owner described the customer as a, as a woman with long brown hair. She was about 5'8", wearing jeans and a large man's work shirt. The name etched, stitched onto the work shirt was Bargain Motors. (laughs) The woman uh, said that she was in need of a costume. And the shop owner asked if she can come back tomorrow since they were closing for the day. The woman replied, no, I really need a costume right now. The woman requested a clown costume specifically. (laughs) Including a purple and yellow suit red afro wig, makeup, and sponge nose, and the costume cost $89. Wow. Which is fucking hell. It's expensive. Dog, in 1990? That's like a hundred and something bucks today. It's like $800. (laughs) What kind of fucking costume was this? The nose actually halts? It's it's a Wellington costume. Yeah. Um... Those also. shoes are expensive. <laughs> the, the material. That's a lot Yo, of material. These are real leather. Add, add leather. Like, oh, that patent shit. This yeah. is real. <laughs> yeah. You can see it's a face on these shoes. <laughs> um, also, employees at a Publix near Marlene's home told investigators that a woman fitting the same description as the customer who bought the clown suit at the costume shop had bought flowers and balloons from their store 90 minutes before the killing. So they were fresh. That's thoughtful. Yeah. What, what did the balloon say again? What was on the balloon? Uh, you're the greatest. <laughs> you're the greatest. You're the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Palm Beach police received the tip that Mike Warren was trying to disappear. He had allegedly been in contact with plastic surgeons, plastic surgery surgeons, sorry, Around town and uh, saving up gold bars. What? (laughs) (laughs) That is the correct uh, response to that (laughs) sentence. What? 
Wait, what um, was it? like real gold bars? Like, is you gonna use that for payment or to get it just to like? Have I guess this, this is Bond villain bars shit. To... It is Bond. Yeah, like, what are you gonna do with that? <laughs> you can't just. I love that he's trying to get, get... plastic surgery surgery to like change his appearance, and then he's gonna you know yeah still I, use uh... his name fucking Mike Warren probably. <laughs> yeah, just that, a different that's Mike a Warren. that's a plastic surgery is like. The only way you can go is to, I think, to get away with this, to be a clown. Just plastic <laughs> surgery, yeah. full plastic surgery full clown. And you can't ever remove your fuzzy orange head <laughs> hair. You're a clown for life. You're welcome. I take my payments in only gold bars. <laughs> um, while cops couldn't nail him on his wife's murder, Mike was arrested and convicted on racketeering charges. After some fraudulent acts at Bargain Motors, he apparently he apparently fucked with some of the car's odometers, which apparently is not illegal. <laughs> um, uh, but the judge in this trial lessened the prison time for Mike because he felt like the only reason Mike had raised suspicions in the first place was because his wife was murdered by some mysterious killer clown. <laughs> So, I'm sorry. I'm going crazy here. My wife was shot by a clown. Yeah, yeah. And the Which judge was I, like, "All right, I, you're right." Uh, yeah, he's like, "This brought more attention to him than most people would get." So he, he gave him a lighter sentence. Um, Mike Warren was sentenced to nine years in prison with the possibility for parole. And following his sentences, his sentencing, uh, his friends threw him a going away party. And at this party, Mike introduced his friends to a girlfriend named Debbie. Then he served out his time and was released after four years on good behavior. On his last day in prison, Mike wrote uh, his mother's Florida's house address as his residence on his release papers. And then he and his girlfriend, Debbie disappeared Debbie is obviously Sheila 12 years later police investigating the cold case discovered a marriage certificate that traced back to Mike he had married Sheila in Las Vegas Uh, prosecutors began to express how they didn't have any physical evidence to link Mike Warren to the murder of his wife so this was sort of a last ditch effort but in 2013 New forensic technologies were available to these investigators, and they did a DNA test on the strand of brown hair that they had found in the LeBaron way back when. And that DNA test led to someone living in the mountains of Tennessee and Virginia. Ooh. This break led investigators to reopen the case. They tracked down one witness, a man who had worked at Bargain Motors named Claude, who police say had some information on the LeBaron. <laughs> Claude was hi- he was hiding out in Canada because he claimed he was afraid for his life. Claude claimed that he had helped Mike tamper with multiple Bargain Motors cars odometers. Um, and he told police that he was with Mike and Sheila when the two rented the LeBaron from Payless. Only to leave it at the Bargain Motors lot when they were done with it. Mike threatened Claude to never tell anyone about any of this after Marlene was killed. And that's when Claude dipped the fuck out, went to Canada, believing Mike had made a veiled threat. But cops convinced Claude to cooperate. Meanwhile, another Bargain Motors mechanic, John Moran, confessed a secret on his deathbed to his son, John Jr. John Sr., said that he had helped Mike and Sheila repo cars back in the day, and one way they used to get rid of cars sometimes was to dump them into a creek in the Everglades. (laughs) John Sr. had apparently helped secure a second getaway car for Mike and Sheila on the day Marlene was killed. According to John Jr., Mike asked his father, John, to throw a Remington 38 into the trunk of this car, along with the clown suit, and then to dump that car into the same creek they used to dump old repoed cars. So John Jr. told the police all of this. 
Jesus, dude. You know how many, like, <clears throat> dumped cars? Like, where, where I grew up, there was, like, canals and shit going through, like, the neighborhoods and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many times there were, like, stolen cars, like, pulled out of these canals. I can only... Yeah. Holy shit. It's just nuts yeah. to think. It's a pretty good plan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back then... Roger's taking notes. <laughs> Oh, you can never do it now with DNA evidence. I mean, GPS and all that shit. Man, the 90s were so great. (laughs) The golden age, some would say. Those days are gone forever. Uh, So Mike and Sheila had indeed moved to the mountains of Tennessee and Virginia. They blended into the community well. They were white. (laughs) Blended right in. They opened a burger joint called the Purple Cow. Purple Cow. Really? Yeah. What was the name of the burger joint? Yes. The Purple Cow. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Going to Google Maps. <laughs> they were popular with residents in the small town that they lived in. And people knew them as Mike and Debbie. Then, one day in the fall of 2017, Mike and Sheila were driving back from her parents' home in Vermont to their mansion in, Vir- in the Virginia Mountains. About five minutes from getting to their house, a cop pulled him over. The cop told him that he had a warrant for Sheila's arrest. Mike watched as she was cuffed. Sheila asked, am I under arrest? Yes, the officer responded. Is my husband under arrest? Sheila asked. Not yet, the officer answered before putting her into the back seat of his squad car. (laughs) Sheila never asked the officer what she was being arrested for. From the state attorney that year, quote, Miss Sheila Keen Warren has been indicted for first-degree murder with a firearm. The potential penalty in this case is life in prison and potentially the death penalty. Uh, Sheila remains in prison awaiting trial to this day. Mike, meanwhile, remains free still living in Virginia. Uh, Prosecutors say that the case to find out who else is involved in the murder is still ongoing. Chuck. Chuck got away. Fucking Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) Chuck. I mean, come on, dude. Like, it has still open, dude. Purple cow. Man. Shit. Mike is just reaping benefits of having his girl go down for his murder. Like, come on, man. He has to be involved. Like, he wasn't just out of nowhere. Sheila, like, his dick wasn't that good. It's just like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, 53000 bucks. Yeah. To him for that. Um, so one of the challenges remains that witnesses who spotted the clown those many years ago had told police that it was a man dressed as a clown, even though the brown hair found in the LeBaron belonged to Sheila, and that it was a woman who had purchased the clown costume. According to Marlene's autopsy, the bullet that killed her had entered her mouth into the back of her neck. Her two front teeth had been blown out. Fragments of bone, teeth, and metal were embedded in her tongue. From prison, Sheila wrote Mike letters. (laughs) Here's one of the letters. Do the voice. Uh, do the voice. Quote. Let's see you do this voice. <laughs> I don't what? I don't know. Hey, Mike. <laughs> Me, Sheila. I can only do like she, a... Sheila's a, Sheila's a southern, southern shit face. Voices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this has been a real test for me and every day I continue to ask for Jesus to help me to keep my faith Hope and love for God. God, Sheila, you sound like so hot. I've been smoking a lot in prison. (laughs) This is the most miserable time. The time that we are apart. But we will survive. It's only temporary. That sounded like Adam Sandler right there at the end. It's only temporary. (laughs) 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 
God. Whatever. Oh, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, so Mike, meanwhile, told the Sun Sentinel that uh, this had, this investigation had been nothing but a witch hunt. Um, he told the paper, quote, they had nothing before. They have nothing now. It's not the person that they've got locked up. I would bet anything on it. I know sure to hell it's not me. Um, newly released court records in the case have unearthed an old photo of Sheila wearing a Halloween costume at work years after Marlene's murder. The photo was taken in the kitchen of the Purple Cow, the burger restaurant she and Mike owned in Tennessee. In the photo, Sheila is wearing clown makeup. What a dumbass. It is not known whether the clown photo can or will be used in Sheila's trial, which is yet to begin or even get a date yet. Um, just four months ago, Sheila's lawyers asked the judge to free her pending trial, but the, re- the judge rejected the defense's motion. Uh, these guys are flight risk with all those gold <laughs> <Yeah>. bars laying <laughs> around. <clears throat> and all those plastic surgeons. 40. The, Joy's lawyer says that he regrets giving the advice he gave to Mike Warren all those years ago. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I should have said it a, a little green elf, a little green elf costume or uh, a magician like a Merlin, perhaps, or oh, God. a Valkyrie. In hindsight, telling a guy that he could kill his wife and get away with it, that wasn't the best idea. Uh, yeah, and that is the story of the killer clown. Sheila Keen. Nah, Warren. you know, that was Mike calling bullshit. She took she took the fall for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean she definitely pulled the trigger. She's the clown, but he's the mastermind behind it all. And he's fucking, fucking Mike free. Warren. Still um, slinging. She still run the purple cow. Yeah, still slinging burgers over there. <laughs> I would assume so. Uh yeah, because he still they had good there. reviews on the chicken fingers, so they did? It's so far, from what I read, <laughs> podcast uh, field trip. <laughs> yeah, let's go up there and start interviewing. Hey, is Mike around? Is Mike here? Um, why would she wear face paint like a clown after that? Wouldn't you try and stay as far yeah. fucking away from that as possible? Just no. trolling, just straight up trolling everybody. Yeah, for real. I will never, ever, ever in my life understand how good some dick or some ass has to be to be able to just flat out murder for yeah, it. Yeah. Shoot someone in the like, face. Just be like, yo, I don't like you and like dip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's totally easy. Thing, much easier thing to do. Just yeah, be like... this seems way too complicated. Too many parts. Gotta go to Publix in the morning. <laughs> Particularly <laughs> for like 50K, if you have all these other I businesses know, right? and shit. Like yeah. 50K was probably like pocket change to this fuck guy. Yeah. And like yeah, for real. to do that all, to just get her out of the picture and get some cash also. Uh, Dude, whatever happened to the kids? Because like the kids, like last the last thing we heard about the kids. Joey. Was them fuck- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joey. Joey Jr. Joey stabbed the guy. Um, the sources from this story are basically just several reports from WPTV West Palm Beach several reports and articles from the Sun Sentinel and the Palm Beach Post and the Sun Sentinel's Felonious Florida podcast which is where I got a good chunk of the research oh nice hell yeah and also Deep Throat aka (laughs) Bozo the Clown called me <laughs> out of the blue with some intel. Yeah, yeah. We met in the Maybe. garage. He was in the shadows with a cigarette. <laughs> Follow the money. 
By the way, during the podcast, a fucking out of nowhere, I'm like looking at the looking at you guys on the screen. I look over to the right. Giant spider just crawling on the wall. What the it's like, fuck is happening in that garage? It's just the biggest spider I've seen <laughs> in the time that I've been living here. It lives inside Your of this fucking garage. slowly going backwards into like the Mesozoic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like nature's <laughs> taking it back and there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> and I, so I grab the sandal quietly, put it on mute, and boom, direct hit like a fucking ninja. <laughs> God, it's like Abuelita with the chancleta. Seriously. I got, you know, it's in the blood. What's going to happen next week? What's going to appear? I don't know. I don't know. Any, any creature lives in here. Anything. There's going to be an actual pterodon living in the garage. <laughs> The Florida Man Murders is a five-reason sports production. Researched, written, and produced by Chris Joseph. Music by Roger Rimada. All source material can be found by visiting floridamanmurders.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, kids, only assholes murder. So, don't be an asshole.